Subscribe, rate, and review us. Unless your name is Ryan Murphy, then please avoid uh, doing anything of such. We talked some football last week. We'll talk more football this week. Football has arrived. We had college football last Saturday. Colorado with the big shocker. Peyton, big Buffalo's guy now. I predicted it. I called it. Did you call? You I said Colorado's going to be really good this year. But you didn't say they're going to beat TC. Yeah, I did. I did. We'll have to check the can, tape on that. Can we, but can, yeah, can we fact I promise check? you I did. All right. We're, we're going to have to check it. When you that. get so many things wrong, you know what you got right. <laughs> and good. I got that one. So Colorado with a big win. Uh, prime time uh, is, is going on. NFL starts this week. The Chiefs play tomorrow night. Maybe missing a couple starters. We'll talk about that. Some good NFL matchups in week one. There's really most of the matchups are pretty competitive. I looked at the game spreads. There's maybe two or three games where the point spread was seven to ten points. Everything else was maybe five points or less. So a pretty competitive opening week of the NFL is what it looks like. Uh, So we'll get into all of that. Uh, And then also look at some college football coming up this weekend. Uh, We'll see what Mizzou ends up doing at quarterback. Anything else you want to add? I think that's good. Okay. All right, well, let's let's step aside. Coming up next, we'll talk about the Chiefs and the Detroit Lions. Welcome back to the Battery Sports Podcast with John and Peyton. We've got some breaking news, at least for us. The 49ers and Nick Bosa have reached a five-year, $170 million extension. So the reason I bring that up is I wonder what that means for Chiefs defensive lineman Chris Jones. Yeah, uh, it's not looking good right now. I mean, starting to sweat a little bit. Even Travis Kelsey was saying, like, Chris, please come (laughs) back already. But now it looks like he might be out for a little bit too, but – Yeah, I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week and how that, like, holding out has become like a new normal and across all sports, really. But I think he's more than proved what his worth is for the team. And Patrick Mahomes has even taken pay cuts to, like, help for situations like this. Yeah, but but he's got a a mansion of – it's not like, you know, he's – well, it's still He's not slumming it on the streets exactly here. <laughs> but most people just take it like and run. They don't really take pay cuts these days. But I think they'll figure something out. But, it, like, I think if I heard right, it was like a $10 million difference they're disagreeing about. But Well, so what I wonder with Chris Jones is now that Nick Bosa has signed, he's now the NFL's highest-paid defensive player, the $34 million payout surpasses Aaron Donald's $31.7 million average. Is that now – is that the bar that Chris Jones is going to want to get over? And now now maybe the, the Niners and Bosa have set the market. Will the Chiefs and Jones hammer out a deal in the next 24 hours? I, I don't know. What happens if they don't? 
Do, does well, he I mean, like have to sit a, out? He's still under contract. He is. Yeah, he's got. He's on his last year. Isn't there something where you like can't play if you don't like meet some type of thing? Well, I mean, I like what like number of practices or what? Are you, yeah, what are you getting? like something like you're not eligible to play or something. No, I'm I not really sure. I, but. I don't think so. I mean, I think that's entirely up to them. I mean, in high school, yeah, you've got to have a minimum number of practices in order to to play in a game. I don't think that exists in the NFL because these guys are. I mean, it's not like he's sitting at home eating potato chips. I mean, he's <laughs> training. He's staying in shape, so he's probably going to be fine if they, that get, we know of. they get him signed. Well, yeah, for the most part. But, yeah, I mean, he's he's going to be in the final year of a $4 million, $80 million deal. He just wants a new deal. Yeah. So, I mean, he's technically – he is getting paid. Now, I mean, if you're the Chiefs, you could fine him a lot of money. He's sitting out, but – Pay him the extra money and then fine it back. Get, <laughs> make it all back. Mind blown. That's exactly how you do it. I charge by the hour, Chiefs, <laughs> if you need legal advice. So, I mean, you could do that, but are, you know, you're going to find him, and that, that's not going to help <laughs> negotiations probably. Uh, so, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what, what he will do. Uh, I mean, he finally spoke about his contract negotiations. He didn't really say a whole lot. I mean, he was at some, like, charity event. Um, just basically said he wants to be a Chief for life. He said that a lot. They know where my position is at. Hopefully we can get something worked out for the long term. I mean, he says he's working out twice a day. He's given up a $500,000 workout bonus. and Oh, he has been fined. More than $2.3 million wow. in fines. Not to mention he will miss out on a $1.08 million game check for failing to report before the team's season opener in KC on Thursday. Oh, so there it is. So, yeah. Yeah, that'll make you double down. I, lo- I love this. He says he chose to hold out rather than hold in, which I, I guess means report. <laughs> uh, so he's not uh, going to be a distraction. I could have been a hold in, but that's even more of a distraction. Yeah. What? So if you're on the Chiefs, like, and you're friends with Chris, obviously, if you're his teammate, what are you feeling about this? Are you, like, mad at him or mad at the organization? I'm, or I'm, Yeah, I'm probably mad at him slash yeah. mad at the system. Yeah. But, but I also don't think the guys on the Chiefs roster probably think like I do because, yeah. in my opinion, it's like you're under contract. Mm-hmm. So you have a duty. Like, you signed this contract that you were going to be there for four years for $80 million. The Chiefs have held up their end of the bargain. They're going to pay you the money, but you've got to show up and, and go to work, and he has not – done that hmm. so i don't know well right. how would you feel i'd be mad at the player especially if there's a contract offer that's pretty big i mean it's not like it's they're trying to lowball them or something it's a good offer but i mean people look out for their own interests so in i mean he could show up world. he could yeah he could show up and play this year without a contract for next year and then be a free agent in the offseason but that's not he wants the extension and the big deal. He wants the guarantee, which it's interesting because that's so different than other sports, right? You get this close to free agency in baseball, a lot of guys are not going to negotiate extensions now a year out. They want to get to free agency because then that's their chance of getting paid. But granted, the risk of injury is a lot higher in football than it is in baseball. Yeah. I mean, Otani wasn't going to sign a deal with the Angels. He wanted to get to free agency. Well, I mean, maybe that's backfired on him, but it's different in football. I think the Angels are going to accidentally fumble themselves into re-signing them potentially because they could be the only team that 
like doesn't care about the arm problem, just pay him what he's actually worth straight up. Well, they'll they'll also be the ones. Their doctors have been looking at him for all mm -hmm. these years, and they've got all the medical history. And yeah, they you know their own people have been doing all this stuff as opposed to the Yankees or whoever. Did trusting an outside source. Did you see what their team doctor said? No. About it? They're no. like, well, we told him, like, to get an MRI or whatever, and, like, his agent resisted, like, back a month ago or something. So it's like you're kind of burning the bridge. Yikes. Like, probably shouldn't be commenting on that. But So Chris Jones still holding out. We'll see if Bosa signing will, will make a difference. I mean, they've got 24 hours to get something done before the opener. I don't know at what point. The Chiefs have to have, like, release on game day their active roster. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what that deadline is. But, I mean, I, I doubt he's going to play tomorrow. It just yeah. – it doesn't – there's nothing that tells you he's going to. But maybe week two. Yeah. So, maybe now that the Bosa deal is, is final, that will give Jones what he needs to, to get the thing done. What about Travis Kelsey now hyperextending his knee? Speaking is Aaron Sachs up there massaging tomorrow. his knee yet? I, I'm sure he's in cahoots with the doctors Probably as we speak. Is. Filming a funny uh, <laughs> There's a hospital commercial yeah. or something. Totally. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, mean, hyperextended knee, is that what you said? Yeah, hyperextended. Questionable for Thursday. Are, are you worried? Uh, I'm not worried about week one, but, like, anytime you're already, like, suffering something that pretty, like, bad before the season's even started, it's yeah. not good because it – can linger the whole season and Travis Kelsey's getting up there in age he's a lot of miles on him so <laughs> and I'm thankful I didn't take him in fantasy this year even though I had people trying to pressure me into it but it was trying to pressure you uh, my buddy was trying to say to pick him in the first round but oh. I wisely stayed course from away from that but uh, anyway yeah, he's not on my team either which is good so <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have know. You, have you ever seen that where it's like people like will tear their ACL? It's like life changing, terrible thing. Then people at home, <laughs> my fantasy yeah. team. Like, uh, uh, that's what it's <laughs> done to the human condition. Now we only care about injuries for our fantasy teams. Kelsey has not missed a game due to injury since his rookie season in 2013. Wow. When he played just one snap before a knee injury forced him to miss the rest of the year. He's 33 years old. So, yeah, I mean, probably not worried about this long term. At least that's the indication the Chiefs have given. I mean, I, yeah. It probably remains to be seen, right? Mm -hmm. What what will he look like? Will he be the same? We're probably making something out of nothing here. But I think they probably dodged a bullet. But you never know. So if you don't have Jones, you don't have Kelsey, and now you're playing the Lions, who are, you know, they're America's team now instead of the Cowboys. Everybody is on the Lions bandwagon. Mm. Any concerns for week one? Uh, no, I don't think there's any big concern. I mean, week one doesn't mean anything really, but you want to get off on the right foot. And I don't know, I without Chris Jones and Kelsey playing, it'll be kind of interesting to see what Mahomes can do and what – Andy Reid can cook up. I don't have any worries, really. The Lions are a good team, but I th I trust Coach Reid. How many losses do you think you can get away with in the AFC this year and Ooh. still have the one seat? Because that's really the yeah, question. that's a good point. It's less about winning the – I mean, who knows? Who knows what the division will be? Probably three or four, maybe. How many, was, how many did the Chiefs lose last year? I think it was three. 
three games. So if you you lose one on the season opener, okay, you can lose maybe two more. Was there anyone else? You know, we would, did they have a tiebreaker last year? For the Chiefs. For the Chiefs, like to get uh, the number one seed in the playoffs. The Bills were thirteen and three. So I think that oh, was Oh, they the had the DeMar Hamlin game. Yeah. That's right. Didn't end up They didn't finish it. Yeah, they were gonna do a neutral site thing, but then it what it ended up happening? Well, I think maybe the maybe the, did the Chiefs have the tie no, they wouldn't have had the tiebreaker over the Buffalo. The Chiefs were outright like winners yeah. of the thing. Like they just counted the extra win for them and so. then I, all I know is Cincinnati ended up going to Buffalo and beating them. So, I don't know. Buffalo had a tough time last year with all that went on at the end of the year. but Yeah, really did. So, I mean, that's that's the problem, right? If you lose Thursday, which to me, I mean, first game of the year is always where everybody draws the biggest conclusions that don't matter, right? It's, <laughs> yeah. the, it's overreaction week, basically. But if you lose Thursday to the Lions, not only will the Lions hype train just be like Colorado's hype train right now, but okay, now you have maybe two losses left on your schedule, maybe, in order to keep the one seed, which I think is so critical in the AFC with how good the AFC is this year, with how good the Chiefs are at home. You want to be home for the entire entirety of the playoffs as much as you can. Yeah. So, I don't know. It'll be they, interesting. They call it the Arrowhead Invitational now. The playoffs. The AFC Championship game. So <laughs> Is that how it goes? <laughs> I think that's what will end up happening, but we'll see. All right, so that's tomorrow <laughs> night, Thursday night football. Chiefs <laughs> and the Lions, 720 kickoff on NBC. Mike Tirico, Chris Collinsworth. I know everybody's excited for that. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, it's at Arrowhead coming up tomorrow. Uh, let's take a break. Coming up next, we'll, let's take a look at the other matchups in the NFL this weekend. I think there's some pretty good ones. So let's talk about that next. Welcome back to the Hangout Sports Podcast with John and Peyton. NFL opening weekend is this weekend. Chiefs play Thursday. Raiders and the Broncos play Sunday. Have you been following the case? Chan- you want to catch up on some sleep? <laughs> Have you been following the Chandler Jones mess that's going no. on? Oh my goodness! Uh, you know, so he apparently has had. Well, I should probably. Oh, oh, first. is this the Raiders guy? Yeah, yeah, I have heard about that. Uh, not good. Not a good look for the Raiders, but it's. It's classic Raiders, though. It is classic, classic Raiders. I don't know if he got kicked out of the facility. Did that ever happen to you as an athlete? Did the coach ever, like, bar you from using the <laughs> facility? No. We don't want you to work out. Please don't. Well, sometimes the coaches will use it as punishment. Like, you won't get the locker room. Like, you'll have oh, to yeah. use, like, the visiting locker room, which is not as nice. Or you can't wear Nick's apparel. You're not good enough for Nick's apparel right now. You've got to earn <laughs> You have to earn the ability to wear that. And so uh, something about where he had some Instagram posts where, you know, he couldn't he didn't have access to the facility and he was upset about it. It's been a it's been a mess. But the Raiders and the Broncos, um, (laughs) they'll kick it off on Sunday. So that's a good little AFC West battle. We'll see what happens there. Denver is at home and they're favored by three and a half. I think the Sunday night game is is going to be really interesting. It's the Cowboys at the Giants. 
Dallas is actually favored by three and a half points. Uh, what do you think? You're too busy playing hide and seek <laughs> with my daughter over there. I think uh, the Giants are going to get absolutely clobbered. And Big Cowboys guy. Yeah, yeah, Cowboys guy. Why? I think this year the Cowboys are going to be good. What's what's different? Zeke is gone. Uh, I think they know who they are a little bit now, like better, I guess. Addition by subtraction is a real thing. So I think Zeke getting out more touches for Tony Pollard. They know they're a defensive team who can also play a little offense. I think Micah is only going to be better this year. I think Coach McCarthy's coaching for his life right now. Really? So, yeah, I think he's gone this year if they don't do anything. But And their division's pretty weak, honestly, I think. Giants are what? overrated in my mind. The Eagles? Yeah, they're good. They were but in the Super Bowl last the year. The bottom teams are bad. Giants the Eagles are, are going to win the division. Washington, New Washington. York. Dallas, Philadelphia. Eagles are going to win the division. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a weak division, and the Cowboys are really good. I think the bottom two are bad. Okay. So they can get four wins from them alone. Wow. And then the NFC is just wide open. It is. There's not a lot of good quarterbacks in the NFC right now. But What game are you looking forward to on Sunday? Well. Titans at the Saints. Derek Carr's, you know, starting his, his career in New Orleans. Packers so. at the Bears, no? I Bills at the Jets? The Eagles-Patriots could be an upset. Really? I seriously think so. Super Bowl hangover is a real thing. I think Bill Belichick with the whole offseason to prepare for the game is kind of <laughs> scary. Like he spent and six months yeah, he, just looking yeah, at one matchup. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, they're probably going to come out a little dead, the Eagles are, but I don't know. And it's in Foxborough, so – Tough environment. It's in but Foxborough, but it's Foxborough in, all, what, September? Yeah, that's so true. it's not that's like true. it's going to be 12 degrees there. Foot of snow. Yeah, exactly. The Bengals-Browns also has a little upset written on it potentially because the Browns seem to always get the Bengals number, I guess. But week one, things are always kind of rough. And last year, Cincinnati started terribly. So hopefully that doesn't uh, – continue into this year but. Joe Burrow is gonna play he did yeah. say so that will be good Nick Chubb is always like the best running back in the league until he gets hurt inevitably <laughs> sometime in week five <laughs> spoken like somebody who's had him on his fantasy team <laughs> uh, that is true what about the Dolphins and the Chargers I think that, that may that'll be, an be a good matchup it's that'll, in uh in LA yeah if you like offense that's your game for sure that's going to be a high scoring how many fourth downs will Brandon Staley go for (laughs) all of them (laughs) the Bills Jets yeah and that's the game of the week Monday night yeah that's I cannot wait to see that that's actually awesome it's in New York. Well, of course, it's in New York. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're likely uh, told that it's in New York. Aaron Rodgers will be at home, so we'll see what that's like. A little J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets action. Yeah, I'm excited. Do you have Drury Soccer on Sunday? Uh, we did. Uh, we won 2-1. to one. No, this Sunday. Oh, no. Okay, no. so you can watch it. Yeah. You won't yeah. be working. No. I gave him free advertising just now, though, so. <laughs> You did. You're welcome. They won a game. Awesome. Good job. Uh, all right. Coming up next, you want to look at college football? 
Yeah, let's look at Colorado real quick. Yeah. Welcome back to the Battery Sports Podcast with John and Peyton. It's time to talk a little college football. So, I mean, your your boys got it done. The boys <laughs> from Boulder, they go down into Texas. They beat TCU on the road. Nobody believed, and now... <laughs> Nobody thought they had a chance yeah. with all those five-star recruits, and there they go pulling out a win. So Yeah. There was... Um, you know, you just never go to Facebook for great content, but there was something on Facebook about how, you know, all these kids, he, he gave them a chance. They wouldn't be playing if it wasn't for Dion. And I thought, <laughs> what? They would be playing somewhere else. They'd be playing in a different Power Five. <laughs> but anyway... Uh yeah, uh, I mean they go down to TCU. They were three touchdown underdogs. I mean credit to Colorado, they got it done. I did not, I did not see that coming. Yeah, I was hoping they'd win. Like I had thought about it because that's the team to watch this year. So I was checking in here and there and wasn't thinking that much of it. And like some time went by, and I missed like the ending. But I saw they won. I was excited because I knew some. Great content would be coming out by <laughs> Dion here in a little bit. But, yeah, I think the win might be a little, like, overstated how good it was just off of, like, uh, I think I saw a graphic where it was, like, out of the players, like all the players they had starting on the national championship appearance team last year, yeah. like there were three of those players left yeah. on their roster. So definitely not the same team, but – to go into a road environment like that with players who had basically like it was all transfers and new people and they ran perfectly. There weren't dumb penalties. They ran like a well-oiled machine. So all credit to Dion there and his son is something else. Pretty good. Yeah. What'd you think of the post game? <laughs> I mean, if that works for them, creating narratives to like, fuel the fire yeah. then go for it i mean i'm sure there were people saying they weren't going to be good like they weren't even supposed to win that game but yeah i don't know it was yeah it was it was a good win you go you go on the road and beat a power five i don't really care who it is that's a it can be a good win and then especially when it's a team that was in the national championship well they were on the field for the national yeah. championship. They were never uh, in the game. They weren't in the same stadium. <laughs> they they, uh, they may have been in the zip code. Um, but uh, but anyway, and to go into their house, to beat them on the season opener, I mean, that's a, that's a real quality win. I did think the, the whole press conference, and it really shouldn't surprise me because Dion himself is a little over the top. <laughs> I did think the press conference was a little over the top, like – Almost bullying journalists into do you do you believe do you believe I'm like Dion, it, who cares like it's not their job to be a fan of yours like what is this about I don't know he must have uh, taken a page from the old Trump book <laughs> is that the way Trump <laughs> yeah. handled things bullying the reporters bullying the reporters yeah I guess that's but I don't know I thought fair. he was fine I liked it I like Dion he creates headlines he's the best content creator in football always got to watch him whatever he's doing and yeah i think they've got a lot of wins coming this year really yeah you want to put a number on that an amount or a number 
What's the difference? Put a bet down on how no, many they win. No, we're not gonna. I'm not putting money on it. I don't care that okay, much. Okay, well, so let's just do this. So that they're at home against Nebraska this Saturday. That's a win. Okay, they're at home against Colorado State. That's a win, they're obviously. At 13th ranked Oregon. That's a loss. They're at home against 6th ranked USC. That's a loss. Okay, so you're three and two. At Arizona State. Win. Four and two. At home against Stanford. Win. Six, uh, five and two. <laughs> at UCLA. Win. So it can be Chip Kelly in his yep. house. Six and two. At home against Oregon State, who's ranked right now. 16. At home. Mm-hmm. Win. Seven and two. At home against Arizona. Win. At Washington State. Win. Oh, man. <laughs> and then at 12th rank Utah. Loss. So three losses. Yeah. That sounds fair. Nine and three. I mean, it probably won't be that good. Three it, it'll probably be a little worse than that, but <laughs> I think they'll definitely win seven games minimum. So, I mean, they've got – it's not like their schedule sucks. They've got mm. five ranked teams on their schedule, including TCU, who they just beat. Um, so, it's not like, you know, they're playing Nebraska on Saturday. Nebraska is not in a good spot. Is it at Nebraska? It's at home. It's in oh, Boulder. Okay. So, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. That's uh, 11 a.m. kick on Fox. Be interesting to see the reception by the Boulder fans there in Colorado. Uh, it'll, it'll be interesting. How well will this team do deal with success, right? I think how will they handle that when they lose? How will they handle that? Like that's kind of, you know, I'm interested Yet to, to be seen. I want to see the adversity. Yeah. How do they respond to adversity? Do they bounce back strong? Do they point fingers at each other? What does it look like? Because it's really easy when you beat a really good team for everybody to be happy, but when things aren't as you know positive, what does it yeah. look like? I don't know. I think this team will be pretty good. They've got talent everywhere. I They can outgun pretty much anybody they play other than USC maybe, but I don't know. I, there's a lot to be said. About Deion Sanders, but so more embarrassing to be TCU losing to Colorado or Clemson losing to Duke. Clemson because I think that was the official sign that them winning national championships is over. Yeah, they so. did not look good. They've not looked good in a while. Yeah, and they still get these incredible rankings because they play in the ACC, which does not <laughs> does not have a good football <laughs> conference. But, uh, hey, she's not screaming, so I'll take this over over screaming. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, 28-7, Duke beats Clemson. Did you see the quarterback try to get out of an assignment? Yeah, and, of course, he didn't get out of it. That just goes to show the problem with academia. <laughs> Come on, guys. Oh, man. Um, he gave him national clout and attention. The guy still wouldn't give him a pass on the assignment. Come on. It's a Duke education, man. Yeah, that is true. It just means more. Uh, Florida State stomps LSU 45-24. Kelly is a fraud. (laughs) I've said it for a while now. I was a Notre Dame hater. I mean, they played literally nobody every year and would be ranked because they're Notre Dame. He came down to LSU, did his fake accent. He's got recruits (laughs) everywhere and just got embarrassed and outcoached. So not a good look for LSU. And – just for, like, giggles, <laughs> would you rather have Deion Sanders running your program or Kelly right now? If you're, like, Oklahoma oh. or something, you're about to go into the SEC, 
you got to make a hire to let you compete with Alabama and wow, all these other a, schools. That's a good question. I want Dion. May take Dion. It's right the best now. recruiter in the country. It's a really that's small. The name of the it's game. a really small sample size. That's where you're. You it's may, conclusive. You, you may be signing up for <laughs> thirty years <laughs> worth of NCAA violations too. You don't know that. Uh, uh, there may be, you know, illegal money under the table. I, I mean, I'm not saying that that's happening, but there's yeah. just there's no. There's no resume to go off of other than his own playing resume. Yeah. Well, all I know is the guy can recruit, and that's what you have to do right now. And I think that's kind of why Dabo is struggling now is because he's a big hater of the NIL and that kind of stuff, like side stuff, which I am too, kind of. But, yeah. like, you got to adapt if you want to yep. survive, especially in the ACC. you got to move There's forward. a difference between liking it and then understanding you need to do that to yeah. eat, and that's kind of mm -hmm. where, where you're at. Uh, North Carolina stopping South Carolina 31-17 on national television on Saturday. Yeah, it's not good for Carolina. I mean, they've been down for a while now ever since what's-his-name left. What? Steve Spurrier? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Will Muschamp? <laughs> no, they were not very good for Will no, Muschamp either. But they used to be good, but I think those days are over for a little bit. But. So, yeah, big win for North Carolina. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Arkansas got a big win. Uh, Oklahoma stomped Arkansas State 73 to nothing. Uh, Mizzou mm, kind of mixed results in their – What's going on with their QB stuff? Well, they're the, – they have a competition that's still going on. Uh -huh. You have Brady Cook, who's the incumbent, and he got the first half. And then Sam Horn, who's the backup, who was like maybe a four-star recruit out of high school. He's like the fan favorite. And he got the second half of their game on Thursday. Well, they built a decent halftime lead. Mm -hmm. And so by the time Sam Horn came in, they weren't throwing the football much. I think he threw it maybe four or five times in the second half. And so – then they ask Eli Drinkwitz after the game about his two quarterbacks, and he did not exactly like give a ringing endorsement for Sam Horn, which kind of annoyed a lot of Mizzou fans. I mean, he he basically said, "Well, Brady scored twenty-eight points and Sam scored seven. Well, like, yeah. He's like, "I'll have you to look at the tape, but that's, called off the dogs. <laughs> yeah, and that's why a lot of people are like, "Well, you threw it like four times. Like, what what did you expect? You ran the football a lot." So, I mean, they beat South Dakota 35 to 10. It wasn't an overwhelming win. You want to beat somebody 70 to nothing when you play in FCS, and they mm -hmm. did not do that. Uh, and now they will play Kansas State? No, they play Middle Tennessee State this oh, week, okay. who Alabama played last week. So, they'll get, I think, maybe the Blue Raiders of Middle Tennessee State coming up on Saturday. Um, so, I mean, there's some there's some other pretty good games coming up Saturday. This is not one of them, but Kent State is at Arkansas uh, for a 3 o'clock kick. Arkansas is favored by 38 points. Mizzou, by the way, favored by 20 points over Middle Tennessee State. Um, Texas at Alabama is probably the game of the week. 11th-ranked Texas, the third-ranked Alabama, 6 o'clock on Saturday night. Alabama favored by a touchdown. What's your prediction? I think Alabama wins by two scores. Yeah, I think it's got blowout written on it. So it was a really – I don't remember what the score was, but it was a close game last year. It was a heck of a game they in like Austin. They, like, held on. Yeah. Barely I, held on, I, and then the players started throwing horns down <laughs> for yes. barely beating Texas. And Saban was not yeah. – cut that Rightfully flank out. So. Uh, I think it was maybe a missed field goal. 
I want to say. Um, yeah, it was, I think. Texas missed a field goal, I think. Yeah, or something around that. So, But that's the game of the week. Texas at Alabama. That's Game day is going to be in Tuscaloosa, and that will be the s- Saturday night game. Uh, Texas A&M is at Miami on Saturday mm-hmm. afternoon. A&M is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. That's going to be on ABC. Ole Miss and Tulane, which is interesting. Those are two top 25 teams, and Ole Miss is on the road. I got Ole Miss by 20-something points. <laughs> They're favored by seven and a half, so uh, probably will cover easily. Uh, and then, of course, Colorado. You're, I'm going to get you a, a Colorado shirt. Uh, they're at home <laughs> against Nebraska on Saturday. So we'll see how they do after uh, the big win last week. How will they handle that success? And, you know, the old coach's theory is that when your team loses, you got to, like, build them up that next week in practice. And when they win, you have to beat them up and tell them how terrible they are so <laughs> that they don't, you know, have this inflated ego. So we'll see what happens on Saturday. I think that's good for college football. Coming up next, we'll talk a little baseball. We're getting towards mid-September. Playoff race is heating up, so we'll talk about that next. Welcome back to the Battery Sports Podcast with John and Peyton. All right, baseball season wrapping up. We've got some good races going on. NL Central, um, After play today, Milwaukee has just a game-and-a-half lead on the Cubs. And I think they maybe finish the regular season playing three against each other. So that may come down to the final three days. It's weird when you find yourself being rooting for the Cubs. doesn't feel right, but, man, the Brewers are that terrible. Really? They're that boring that you want them (laughs) out. Oh, that's funny. Cardinals have been playing with the Braves. Well, not playing with them. They've been beating the Braves. (laughs) Scored, I think, 10 runs yesterday. They're off to a 4 nothing lead today in Atlanta. So Might have to hang a banner. They haven't been eliminated yet. Won a series versus the Braves, 2023. <laughs> oh, man. The American League, uh, it's the AL West and the East, really. The West, just a one-game lead for Houston over Seattle, a two-game lead over Texas. And then in the East, it's Baltimore with a three-and-a-half-game lead over Tampa Bay. Yeah, uh Baltimore, I think, has pretty much secured it at this point. Three and a half games is a pretty big lead in that division. Yeah. And I don't know. Tampa Bay's playing okay right now, but it's just great to see the Yankees being bad. (laughs) That's the best part. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The Yankees are right at 500, 69 and 69. Yeah. uh, I don't know. I think think we made picks last week or a couple weeks ago on what our World Series matchup was going to be, and I picked the Texas Rangers we both to make did. the World Series. We did? Yeah. We did the same? We both Braves had the Rangers. same pick. Well, we're starting to backtrack that, <laughs> if you'll allow it, people. But Yeah, the Astros are heating up this perfect time, per usual. They know what they're doing. They're postseason tested, and – Dusty's got scary. the toothpick yeah. in, ready. September <laughs> about toothpicks. About to put his gloves on He's got and his gloves on. Wristbands. Oh, yeah, wristbands. Let's go. He's ready to go. But, yeah, uh, Mariners are coming back to earth a little bit, 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Rangers have been struggling, 4-6 and six in their last 10, some blown saves. They got swept by the Brewers. Yeah, that's never good. And took like a walk-off home run from Garcia to even – win that one game they almost lost but 
Yeah, they're kind of hanging on for dear life here as the season winds up, which is never where you want to be heading toward the postseason. Wild card races are pretty good um, in the American League. I mean, Tampa Bay is going to make – Tampa Bay or Baltimore will be one of the wild cards. And then it's going to be some combination of Seattle, Texas, and Toronto, it looks like. Boston's four and a half out, but, I mean, the Yankees are the next closest at seven. So, but Seattle, Texas, and Toronto all within a game of the second and third wild card spot. So that'll be fun to watch down the stretch. Uh, how about in the National League, your Phillies playing well. They're now 15 over 500, and they've got a five-game lead over third place, or I should say fourth place. They've got a game and a half lead over the second place Cubs, and a what a four and a half game lead over third place Cincinnati right now. Phillies are hitting homers like crazy their offense is absolutely stacked but they've got a craig kimbrell problem and that is going to hurt them come postseason time if you can't close out leads because i cannot tell you how many <laughs> leads they've blown the last two weeks where harper's literally hit like a clutch home run to tie it in the ninth or they've came back and taken the lead and then kimbrell blows it so yeah, that's frustrating for sure when you can't capitalize on opportunities like that. But they're in a good spot, pretty much guaranteed they're going to make the postseason. And I don't know, if their pitching can get it together, they've got a good shot because they can hit with anybody. Their bats are as good as there is in the MLB. So He's got an ERA of three and a half, Kimbrell, and mm -hmm. a whip over one. Yeah. Just not good. When you pitch the ninth inning, you don't want to have – your stats tell you that you always let somebody on base. And that's basically yeah. that's basically what his stats will tell you. So, yeah, not ideal. Um, he has pitched two consecutive scoreless innings, so good for him. But, yeah, the Phillies, you know, they've really come on strong in the second half, as have the Cubs. I mean, the Cubs are right there in the central, and it look like they're in pretty good position. How are they winning? The Cubs? Yeah, what is their strength? I mean, Cody Bellinger has an OPS over 900, and he's hitting 320 uh, with 20-something homers. They play really good defense. Um, they don't strike out a ton. Is their pitching good? Their pitching's been really good. Justin Steele has maybe, I think, the second-best ERA in the National League. Mm. Um, their Did pitching's Stroman, been decent. Stroman's hurt right now. Oh, okay. So um, they're hoping to get him back before the end of the year. Pitching has been – De kind of depending on who has been throwing. But, yeah, I mean, Steele's been really good. They just called up Jordan Wicks, who was, I think, their 2021 first-rounder out of Kansas State. He pitched maybe six and two-thirds of, I think, one-run baseball today against the Giants. So, and then their bullpen, they've had a pretty decent bullpen. So, th I mean, they're not going to overwhelm you offensively. They're not going to blow you out, really. But just a lot of timely hits, and they're putting the ball in play, and – Sometimes that'll win you games. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. I think the one race that we, we haven't talked about that is pretty interesting, in fact, nobody's talking about it, it's the race for the number one pick. And you would have <laughs> thought that Oakland had already won that, but no, 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 here come the Kansas City Royals. You thought you could out be, out, what, out, <laughs> out suck <lose>. us? <laughs> uh, Oakland has just a one-game lead for the f number one pick over the Royals. Yeah. That's I did not know the Royals were that bad. I knew Oakland was horrible. I did not know that the Kansas City Royals were that bad. They're 52 games under 500. 52. Negative 177 run differential. Is that any good? <laughs> 
worse than the oh i guess colorado's actually the worst run differential what's scary is they're 52 games under 500 and they're on a two-game winning streak (laughs) so they were 54 games (laughs) at one point so yeah it's not good not good in kansas city um but yeah maybe you get the number one pick i mean at this point that's what you're going for yeah if you're not going to make the playoffs lose all your games you can't you, you can't tell your players to do that. You can't manage that way. But if I'm a fan, absolutely. When I was a well, when I was a Cubs fan, when the Cubs were terrible and they were done by you know the trading <laughs> deadline, they'd sell all their players. I'm like, great, let's suck the rest of the year and get a top ten pick. So that's the way you got to go about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Take it from a Cubs fan to give advice on tanking. Hey, it worked. <laughs> it worked. It did. They got Schwarber and Bryant and. Addison Russell, oh, yeah, well, we don't talk about him anymore. (laughs) Um, All right, well, I think that's good. Do you have anything else you want to contribute this week? Go Tigers. Go Tigers, (laughs) LSU. Go Buffs. Go Buffs. All right, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. We can recap uh, week one of the NFL. So thanks for joining us, and adios. (laughs) What, 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 what?